Hello, everyone. We just uh, celebrated the 4th of July. Happy 4th of July. The uh, birth of our country. Freedom ain't free. Apparently, it's uh, it's got a lot of price tags on it. Just ask the Russians. Put on chink. Starting off with a rim shot. Not to be confused with the rim job. Uh, which is a lot of tongue darting in a fart box. Is that a lovely quote from Claus? Yeah. We've been, we've been saying that a lot lately, yeah, the last day or so. Yeah, it's been... Uh, been our favorite phrase tongue darting a fart box hats off to the writers of claws but we're not covering claws today we're still watching the series we got to get through this next season which we are loving we're talking about another uh, female driven show glow and normally i don't like to do this but um i was not fond of it and normally when we're not when I'm not into something, I don't like to do a show just to, I don't believe in doing shows or doing reviews or doing pieces just to shit on something. I think it's lazy. It's not that I think it was a terrible, 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 terrible season or a terrible, terrible, terrible show. I just got some bones to pick with it. Namely that it could be way much more than it is, especially given the people who were running the ship here, Liz Flayhav and Carly Minch, who've given us um, nurse Betty and they worked on weeds and, They've done some really powerful kind of shows. And again, you can look at stuff like Weeds and see that it fell apart pretty much after that first season. Um, and also, it, these shows kind of have some problems that we've seen with other shows that I just, it's a head scratcher. So I'm, I want to talk about Glow because it's sort of in the frame of why does this happen? And here's my first question about that. Why is it that we have this opportunity to talk about a lot of things and they're, they're going to there with Me Too and... Uh, Russia and racism and and we think we're headed to this path, but we don't really go there. And why am I least interested in the two leads and more interested in the secondary characters who have much more powerful uh, and important stories to tell? And that doesn't happen. So at the end of watching it, we concluded last night, I was I was annoyed that we're you know, you have this many people in a cast, you know, you're going to have problems. It's already hard to juggle. Any show with a large cast does this. But then shows, there's shows who do it very, very well. The Wire, Game of Thrones, The Deuce. I could probably list a lot more. And I know I just listed three shows that are run by dudes. And I'm not picking on women who have not been able to do this. I'm just saying, yeah. So you talk. <laughs> while I kind of collect my thoughts because I don't want to sound like I'm just, you know, coming and, yeah. for Liz and, and Carly. And it, and it doesn't, yeah, and it doesn't have anything to do with, you know, um, the production value or, or the the actors in it or anything like that. It wasn't like people were not performing. Yeah, you know? everybody was awesome at their yeah. job. And I, I saw it all, all the way through. I, I stayed up last night yeah. and I watched it. And I And you quite enjoyed it. I thought it was a fun show. And yeah. it was it didn't make my eye roll when I was watching it because I really wasn't I was uh you know, I was watching it sort of just to I was just casually viewing. Sure. So and I was initially too. Yeah, and now that and then you... y'all started bling, bringing shit up and going, we're going to delve into Me Too, and we're going to delve into like stereotypes with Welfare Queen, and we're going to have another better conversation by the vending machines for two seconds. 
It's yeah, exactly. It's like you want to you want to address something. Y'all brought it up, but you don't do it. And when but you, you didn't have the conversation, exactly. And you white filtered the fuck out of it, exactly. And looking at and looking at it at that from that point of view, mm-hmm. um, is now making my eye twitch because <laughs> of what I was seeing. Because it was something about it where it was like I don't like, want to ruin anybody's good time though. Maybe people just want to. And I'm sure. And I got shouted down last season too. And I kind of said. I wasn't having this problem with it, but I was like, people were like, oh my God, it's the best show ever. And I'm like, is it though? And see, that's the thing is that we, we don't, you know, usually we don't watch things for just a good time's sake. We, 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 uh, yeah, that's true. You know, I mean, even, you know, just going back to like you were mentioned claws, you know, and, and we, we, we saw, we see all the things in that where it's just like, ah, oh, this feels, this is this. Yep. It's on TNT. Yeah. And it can get clunky. It can get clunky. However, however. When they've dealt with crazy shit on that show, they give it a little bit more weight and consideration. Than a li- this. a Look, little bit more weight and a little bit more time. Yeah. There'd be stories over at Claws are just a fucking mess. They're tacked on and what's happening and let's have Roller Mary, the Russian girl, whatever's going on. Yeah. But they when they come down to like some issues like the the, the last episode, probably the most powerful one with Quiet Anne, they they go to there. And I remember like those first couple of seasons of Orange is the New Black where you're like, damn. You know, Gingy was on it. Gingy came out the block, you know, with care, with going into these backstories of these characters because it's open promises to do that. Claws is just a bunch of girls working in a nail salon, you know, just trying to launder some money. And then we get into their everyday lives and with a strong female lead in Niecy Nash. And <clears throat> they don't I felt like I was really worried that they were going to tack on the Asian character, but they're giving her story. They're giving, you know, and again, I'm not, don't y'all, mm-mm. I'm not just, I'm not some social justice warrior with a pink pussy hat on. And if you are that, power to the people. I believe in you. That's not the horse I'm riding on, though. Yes. I'm trying not to ride on a horse. I'm trying to see this from a, a bunch of angles. But if you bring it up, you better commit to the bit. You better commit to your message. Commit to the bit. Don't let me throw in some, and I love that Me Too scene in there. Where she got herself in a situation, she got bamboozled in the hotel room, and this is Glow now, I'm sorry I'm jumping all over the place, where, uh, what's the main character's name, where Ruth goes to the hotel room, and she gets straight up 80s out by this creepo, and, and again, those are not just 80s tactics when I've been doing this shit forever, and the decoy leaves, and now she's in this situation, and she runs away, and then the show gets moved to 2 a.m., and they get kind of fucked, and then they turn some lemonade, you know, some lemons into lemonade, but she gets called down by Debbie, played by Betty Gilpin, who says, you know, what the fuck is wrong with you? We don't get to walk away from these situations. You know, you're pussing out and walking away, and she's like, well, I'm supposed to just allow myself to get raped for the show, and Debbie's like, no, you just make him think you're going to fuck him. You just play along until we get what we want. And both of them are right. I got it. And I thought it was a powerful scene that made a lot of sense. But it was a drop in the bucket in a sea of other things that were going on. And they didn't, they would waste our time with, with side stories that no one gave a shit about and not put these things in there, like spending more time with. Uh, Arthie's character, who plays the, you know, the bomber, not spending more time. The Asian girl, why is she even on the show? We're not even talking about any of that. Again, the tacked on Asian character, the thrown in lesbian kiss at the end. I guess we're gay now. And again, we're going to explore some stuff in season three. Feels to me like Bash is in the closet, you know. And we spent a lot of screen time doing some really awesome, hilarious 80s bits 
their 80s stuff is like so on point. Like I worked in local TV in the 80s. I mean, I swear to God, I guess L.A. was no different than Huntsville, Alabama, because this stuff is just universal. It's awesome. And and the uh, and what the actors had to do to learn these stunts. Are you kidding me? We is, marveled at that at every. Yeah. That mean so that goes back to what there. Uh, there's a writer over at Forbes agrees with me completely on this, and and this is exactly what we both thought about it. Why couldn't the series be about? There's a whole pro wrestling league out there that was that was alive and well in the 80s. A glow is a real fucking thing, right? Why couldn't this be a bunch of women who want to be wrestlers trying to play in a man's world and all the shit that they have to go through rather than it being this bad news bears ragtag team of everybody trying to get their shit together and not giving a service to the sport. Women's wrestling is entertainment, but it's also its own sport, guys. So so a bunch of women creators to make it feel like it was tacked on kind of shocked me. I was like, what? That's what hit me in the first season. I'm like, I grew up watching wrestling and I didn't even know they had a women's wrestling team. And my, my dad and I, every Saturday morning, we would watch, um, first you would have wrestling at like nine or 10 o'clock in the morning. And I think that was out of Chattanooga. And then you had roller derby. So roller derby would have men's and women's team. But for the longest time, I would shit on like women's wrestling and women's roller derby until I saw how brutal they got. They were like worse than dudes. They'd be actually bleeding more than the guys. And I had a respect for it. To me, I saw it as kind of the same. And it wasn't from this women's power thing. Again, not shitting on women's power, power of the people. I'm just saying that if you're going to do this in 2018, yo, why does it have to be like this? Why does it have to be these wonky kind of half-ass filters. If you're going to go to there and talk about Welfare Queen and her son seeing her, spend a little bit more time. Yeah, that, that's the thing. Spend a little bit more time on... I mean, if you're going to spend all this time on, on the training aspect, the physical aspect, mm-hmm. do do the story aspect uh, part of it. Give that part some justice. We spend more time, and I and I appreciated like getting around to Sheila's story, the the person who feels left out. This is not a costume for her. We feel very comfortable with her, and I feel like the writers understand Sheila a hell of a lot more than they understand Cherry Bang and uh, Tammy. Yeah, those two characters. What the fuck? There's just so much material waiting for you there. And again, that's probably where you're heading in season three. And maybe this was a slow burn. And maybe I should slow my roll. And maybe I'm, I'm you know, sophomore yearing it myself. But it, it annoyed me. It really fucking annoyed me. I showed up with popcorn to watch me, you know. I know, I know that this cast has been busting their asses learning these wrestling moves. Like, that's become, like, the story of this is, like, season one, they were they were ramping up to it. Season two, they were doing their own fucking shit. Yeah, that, and we that were so shit impressed. was fucking amazing. It was awesome. And, again, as a former wrestling fan, well, I'm still in my heart a wrestling fan, I was so fucking impressed. But it felt like it was all of that, and that substance on there wasn't there. And you made me look, and then you walked away. Yeah. So don't spread yourself so thin with all these stories if you can't fulfill them. Don't bite all that off if you're not going to chew it up. And you just opened a bunch of things and then you walked away from them. And if Mark Maron is the strongest thing on your show, and I love Mark Maron. I fucking love Mark Maron all day long. But if he's the strongest thing on a women-driven show that I remember from, from episode to episode, we got a problem, guys. You know? It's like... He's the challenge of the show. He's the challenge of the era. 
I'm the strong, tell it like it is man who thinks you're a pain in the ass and you got to earn your way in the world. And hey, kid, don't have any sympathy for you. You got to like make it work. I've worked with that character. I actually know about 20 of those dudes that I worked with and I had to get along with those guys. And you know what? I learned a thing or two from working with those guys. Don't ever cry at work. And if you want to make somebody completely uncomfortable, just talk about menstrual cramps. Don't even, if you really want to send them screaming from the building, talk about bleeding out the crotch. But I learned how to drink with those guys. I learned how to get a raise out of those guys. I learned how to duck their hands, sometimes not successfully. And I learned how to get by. I'm not saying they're great. I'm not saying they're the most wonderful people in the world. But... They act like Mark Marin is like their friend. Mark Marin was actually the problem. The show has an opportunity standing right there in front of you. And they kind of talked about it in season one, right? And then they gave him a daughter, and they show him being a problematic parent. And I'm relating to him so hard. And then what do they do? They turn around after having these very real moments with Marin, this super asshole, going, I'm not a good parent, but this is what I think you should do. Uh, I'm trying. And it's so believable. And then we switch over to Cherry Bang, this wonderful character who plays Cherry Bang, uh, Sidel Noel. And I love her and her husband. He's fucking awesome, the two of them together. She's a stunt woman. And they give her this wonky, stupid bullshit thing where she can't say her lines on a cop show. But when she's playing her character in the ring, she's like, you know, almost Maya Angelou with her like throwback fucking racist bullshit in the ring. Come on now. Yeah. You're writing this show, and then you're throwing tacks in front of your own bus, and then you're driving off your own cliff that you just wrote into the show. The fuck, y'all? So this, I woke up this morning going, we're going to talk about Glow, and I'm going to find all the positive things. Here's your positive things. Beautifully shot. Beautifully mm-hmm. directed. Sound is amazing. Sound is amazing. The, the music track is, is you yes. can ask for it. The costumes are to die for. Yes. It. The hair and makeup people should be getting an Emmy for the show. But you started a conversation. And you walked away from it. And you whitewashed it with two bitches I don't care about. Yep. And I'm, talk- I'm not talking about Allison Brie and Betty Gilpin. I'm talking about Ruth Wilder and Debbie Egan can suck a dick as far as I'm concerned. I don't care what happens between these two. Their big showdown in the hospital. I just heard white women, white tears. And I couldn't have given two shits. So, missed opportunity. You know, you're on Netflix. You can do whatever you want. You're not limited, it looks like, by budget. They're not giving you network notes. And what's happening in that writer's room? You yeah, know? You're given that opportunity, and other people are doing it. They're I've taking happened. that opportunity and, you know and, and working with We're it. We're all human beings, and who am I? Like, who the fuck are you? Well, I'm the viewer, so maybe I don't know if I matter. I don't know if you're doing this for yourself or you're doing this for an audience, but I'm one audience member who's not just sitting here going to just give you a, a participation trophy for mentioning Me Too and Russia and making cute little jokes about regime and trying to look like you're forward thinking. Everybody's doing it, man. Yeah. A lot of people are doing it better than you guys. Yeah. And Claws, a clunky show that has probably the tenth of the budget that you guys have. They're kicking your ass at yeah. this. They're they're doing Russia and Me Too and, yeah. and LBG, they're doing fem- feminism. LBGTQ. You're doing yeah, all they're this. They're doing all of it. They're doing all this stuff, and they're doing it with humor, and they're doing it in a nail salon. And I know you're not competing. We need to be on the same page. I'm on y'all side, man. I'm one of these bitches who had to put up with somebody grabbing my ass. I had to put up with the fact that you couldn't, you know, you didn't report your rape. 
There's no fucking way I would have reported my rape back in the day. The police, nobody would have believed me. So I totally understand where this is coming from. What I don't get is where y'all landed with it. And here's the funny thing about it. I didn't hate it at all. I didn't fucking hate it. I actually had a really good time. There were moments like when they were shooting the opening in the mall, yeah. like the little video vignettes. And when they did like their little middle of the night, like storylines, they were so bizarre. They were like, somebody is nailing Eddie's TV. This is what it was like at two or three o'clock in the morning when I was watching TV in the South. Obviously you guys are doing the same thing out here. I was mesmerized by how amazingly on point the show could be. And how it could say some powerful shit about motherhood and some powerful shit about the sacrifices that women make. And just the crap that's said to women. And the fact that, honestly, the 80s until, well, America always, guys, by the way, is just a horribly racist, fucking horrible place that we've tchotchkefied. That's not a word. But we've, like, fetishized. So, yeah, I I saw these stereotypes. Uh, in wrestling, when I was growing up, we still see them. But like, there was a there was a wrestler called Tojo Yamamoto. When, when I was watching wrestling with my dad, and he was like that, he was the Jap he loved to hate. He was all of those things that you know people put their hate in. All those Greatest Generation people who would sit around and watch their their wrestling, they had to have somebody to hate. Was he like a, like a sumo type of? He was yeah. He would he would come out in the Yamata Yakata or whatever it is the the traditional oh, okay. Japanese. You know, it was like dude. And at the time, it was like we gotta hate the Japanese guy. Guy was like the sweetest guy ever. I don't even think he was actually Japanese or anything like that. I should look him up before I bring his name up. But like Bearcat Brown and all this kind of stuff. There was just so much of that. And it's like you have an opportunity right there in front of you to deal with this. And you have filled your cast out with an Asian character. And what is Carmen's nationality? What is she in South America? Is she South American of some sort? Uh, They're like playing her off as Mayan. But, you know... There are so many fucking opportunities. And it's just Machu Picchu. Machu Picchu. There you go. It's like... There's so many beautiful things that they built into their own story that they just, then they just started disappearing up their ass. I don't understand why. This is y'all's job. You know? I don't understand. It's your job to do this. It's like you punched your diversity card and you just left it on the table. Yeah. You didn't do anything What'd with you it. What'd you do? And again, like, and it does, here's how, here's how it hurts. And I'm going to say us in this situation. Us who are trying to fight this fucking evil regime and racist, ignorant people and the growing base is that it just does us all a disservice when you don't do it right. Yeah, it's it's, it's like that's it, why it matters to me. It's that's like why a, this is important. It's like a, 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 a toothless bite. We have an entertainment president. We have an entertainment government. We have a reality show um, fascist Third Reich, Fourth Reich, you know, so. This stuff actually kind of matters now because we're basically living in idiocracy. It is idiocracy like nobody's business. That was a fucking documentary. You used to joke about how it was a documentary, and now it's kind of not so funny anymore with Terry, you know, Cruz playing Camacho, shooting the thing in Congress. And you're going, wow, this is kind of actually happening right now. We were driving up and down PCH. We've got a brand new car, by the way. Holla. Uh, We've got a brand new truck. And we were driving up PCH, which was something we would never do. But we were like in our brand new truck. We had just purchased it yesterday. And we were driving down PCH. It's just thick with people. And I saw a lot of people celebrating, you know, 
this regime. Yeah, the dude who just rolled his yeah. bike right by with the, a Trump just, shirt. And again, you know, bold as piss people think oh. we're over here. All of us are just crunching granola and just hugging Susan Sarandon by the clit and saying, oh, my God, we're with the... No, seriously, it's everywhere, y'all. And I'm not necessarily terrified of it because I've heard all kinds of, look, I've been around Reagan. I saw some pretty fucking boot-stepping shit before in this country in my time. And I got a couple of, you know, old-ass friends back in the day that tell you some really hair-raising stories about World War II. Got some uncles who fought in that war, too. So it doesn't happen in a big movie screen way, you know, fascism. It's a drip and a dribble. And a lot of the ways we let ourselves down is by doing stuff where we... We put something out there, like a big old Frisbee, like Me Too, and it can backfire in a New York minute. I'm seeing it already happen. I'm not agreeing with a lot of these things that are happening down. I'm not going to go into the specific people. Yes, some of these people were motherfucking predators from the way back. Goodbye, bitch. I hope you serve your time. I hope you don't have your money. It'd be great if we could actually punish you for being a rapist or all all, all the horrible fucking shit you've done. But some of this stuff, come on now. You know, you've got the whistle, you've got the platform, and you can't just blow it at everybody. Or you can't just half-ass do it. Especially if you're these women. You dudes, it's just not your first rodeo. This is not your first rodeo. Come on. So, this is about us, y'all girls. I'm of an age... Where this is important to me. If you're just going to make about wrestlers and silliness and go, it's all offensive and make your little jokes and blah, blah, blah. Fine. I was cool with it. It was kind of annoyed me a little bit in season one why we didn't make this just about wrestlers or why we didn't like stick to some of our stories. And it got a little bit defocused and it was a little bit more, more too much about Mark Marin. And then in season two, you came out there with your big platform And you planted it in the middle of the show, and you did that with it. Okay, you're setting it up for season three. Totally get it. But you didn't actually do some of the jobs that you wanted to do in season two. Again, I apologize in a way. Not for what I think. No, 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 no. I normally don't like to just do podcasts where I get ranty. But I feel like it's important because the next podcast you're going to hear why I'm probably, if I hadn't have seen Nanette by Hannah Gadsby, I probably wouldn't have felt as poignant about this that I do now. It would have just been an irritation and an annoyance in the back of my brain because I was in them streets in the fucking 80s. Because I had to put up with all that bullshit my entire life. My mother had it worse. My grandmother had it even worse. You know, they told me stories where I was like, you didn't shoot this dude? No, I wanted to eat. You didn't press charges? No, I needed to raise my family, okay? And I'm not trying to say I'm some big fucking victim and blah, blah, blah. Every woman I know has got a story. And me and my cousin, we sit around and just tell stories about, yeah, it happens. Yeah, it fucking happens. It happens all the time. It happened. So I'm just saying, y'all got the platform. You got the runway. You got, yeah. You got me too. It's 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 disappointing. That's what it is. It's disappointing. It's disappointing. You know, and it's not. You know, like 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 you said, it's not to shit on something to shit on something. Just because I don't believe in it. You know, but it's 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 disappointing because we 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 really care. We want to see. Yeah. 
your story succeed. Yes, and you have an opportunity rise. to do that. Rise, and you—it's like you. Um, no, you just you 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 brought the cheap chips to the party. Yeah, and you didn't bring enough. Karen brought her bland potato salad. You know, it's like you you have the tools to play. Now, come on, and we'll watch it and we'll support it. Yeah. Um. Until you don't. It's just I think it's dangerous to and well said. It's dangerous to start something and not finish it these days. Do you know what I mean? Like, again, I have these mixed feelings about Roseanne, not the person. I know what Roseanne is. Again, Roseanne's like Trump. She has never changed. There's not there's no arc to Roseanne's personal story. She just gets older and looks cuter, actually, as she's gotten older. I think she looks cute now. I've never actually hated Rosie's looks, even when she was, you know, they were fat shaming her. I was like, get off her ass. I don't have a problem with Rosie as a person because Rosie's never going to change. But I kind of had like these feelings about shows like Roseanne that I, I feel like they, they, they fucked us by canceling that show. I don't necessarily agree with Seinfeld's take on it, that they should have like given another comedian that work. I don't think you replace Roseanne. I think it's something more complicated than that. Maybe the Connors will answer that question, but I feel like you're giving ammo to your enemy yeah. when you can't take it. Yeah. When you puss out. And you can't just start a conversation and then just lamely walk away from it. And maybe, you know what, I'm sure that that Liz and Carly and Rachel and Gingy and all those people over there would say, go fuck yourself. We were trying to do blah, blah, blah. It's not what I felt when I walked away from it, though. And I'm on your side. And when all of these missed opportunities, it, there would be a time when you told me that I'm getting this worked up about a TV show and how it would matter politically. Go fuck yourself. Oh, trust me. In the 70s, Archie Bunker mattered. It swayed conversation. And we live in a world where social media can change the tide in policy. It can actually literally in a lot of cases mean life or death. Mm-hmm. Repression. How much you're going to pay for something. Oh, we're going to live or sleep tonight. Not to everyone. Most of us are fine right now. Third Reich's just getting started. But when I see by these seasoned vets an opportunity to carry this conversation forward and do it in an important way, I just want to ask you, are you too comfortable doing your job? Getting too much money? Not hungry enough. Are you too insulated? Do you not have enough young people in there? Do you have any... Do you have any, maybe you do, I can't, I don't know who's of color in this writing room. Do you have any people of color in your writing room? And by the way, you know, Asians do fall in that category. They really do. And they're so underrepresented. Just don't give me a diverse cast and then just talk about the white people. Don't give me a a show about women and make your strongest character Mark Maron because you understand him the most. Don't say me too, and then say, oh, well, it's lame. I don't appreciate it. And yeah, really annoyed the fuck out of me. I'm going to watch your season three. I'm going to root for everybody in this cast. If you get Emmys, God bless. I think you deserve whatever. Uh, I want everybody to rise. I want everybody in the world to rise, except for the people who fucking are trying to kill and hurt other people. And then you should, you know, eat a dick in a ditch. But yeah, this one really pissed me off. 
and uh, I finally got to say it. And I hope I didn't. I don't mean to offend any of y'all. I don't even mean to. I don't mean to offend Liz or Carly or Janji or Rachel or Christopher and Emma and Nick and Sasha and Kim. The writers. Um, I know a couple of people who've directed some of these episodes. Awesome job. But just no with season two for me. Yeah. Just fucking no. Um, it's not all bad. The world's not going to end. Like I said, there were some wonderful things about it. And, um, we're not, they're not playing, you know, they're not playing. They weren't playing. Trump was not playing when he started doing this, you know, and you can inflate a balloon of him and fly him over London and you can get on Twitter and you can win a, 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 in your mind, a war of words. These motherfuckers are serious. And they are, they are, they are, you've got fucking Nazis in the White House, dude. Self-hating fucking Nazis. Self-hating Jews and, and on and on. I mean, the latest thing on Twitter I was reading today is like, they're going to go after naturalized citizens now. I mean, I'm not saying that every moment of your day should be taken up with this. And I get it. I get so exhausted sometimes. I can't watch Rachel Maddow sometimes. I can't I can't go on Twitter. I mean, you can't bathe yourself in that stuff and be healthy. It will fuck you up. Stress will kill you faster. That's what gives you cancer. That's the stuff that will fuck your life up. Okay? I get it. I think that's why you watch sports. That's that's why I like I escape into books. I'll let me some Neil Gaiman. The book I'm writing now, it's, it's like while it's about the world that we're talking about, I'm trying to also do it in a way that like gives us hope and levity. That balance is so important. It's just if you're going to drag me into this while I'm trying to be entertained, and then you don't lob it right. You don't lob the cocktail right. Yeah. I get very frustrated. I'm about as frustrated as a former Bernie Sanders campaign worker right now. When you see what could be, and it doesn't happen, you get real pissed off. I'm going to stop. I'm going to get off this fucking soapbox. <laughs> I'm going to get myself a glass of water. I'm going to pee. And then we'll do the next one. We'll talk about uh, the woman who said this uh, in a way that uh, I never could because this is what she does for a living. We're going to talk about uh, Hannah Gadsby and her powerful Nanette. You can love it. You can hate it. But I'm going to talk about what I think about it, and, and Ian's going to weigh in as well. Do you have any more thoughts? Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. I mean, you can tell me if I'm wrong. I don't mind being I, no, wrong I, all day long. You know I, I, don't, you know I yeah. don't mind that. I, I don't think you're wrong. It's, you know, and <coughs> excuse me. looking at it from that point of view, like I said earlier, I was, like, I was just – casually watching it you were having a good time and it came in and i shat in your marshmallows no you didn't you didn't shit in the cornflakes i didn't um but it's it it's a very good point of view because that's the way i think we watch this things very similarly and you know just because watching it yesterday and there's like when we started it i there was a lot of things going on we like you said we just bought the truck and it's been months months of research and so watching I'm stressed it, out already yeah. Watching it was sort of like the way I watch sports, you know, where I just let it go and not pay too much attention yeah. and laugh at some of the silly oh, things. Oh, that's a good joke. Oh, that's funny. Oh, that's amusing. Yeah. yeah. Um, but given the opportunity, and, and even in the back of my head, I was like, yeah, that's 
that kind of was a little lame that you didn't you know and there was still that thing in my craw going it's not this is not the tv i usually want to watch yeah and i guess my point is just i want to just say this if these were newbies if these were people that this is the first time i'd be okay i get it guys you're yeah. trying cool i would I, I would totally give them a pass i would i'd be like <clears throat> that's cool this is great you know but the thing is that they're not you're seasoned vets man you know you're not and it's it's the it goes to the same it's the same thing it's like you have if you want to talk about sports and you have a, a person who's got the big contract and then you know sort of sits there and doesn't do the work oh i know about somebody i would say but i can't say his name because i'll get in trouble but yeah i felt the same way about you know? somebody who was on the dodgers <clears throat> but it's like we had i don't i'm not good with the sports ball but here's my sports analogy about how I feel about this. It's like you hire LeBron James and he walks out on the, is it basketball? He walks out on the basketball court and he pulls out his, you know, yoga mat and he, he takes a nap. I came to watch baseball and basketball, uh, football, whatever he plays. <laughs> <clears throat> I told you I wasn't good with the sports ball. No, I know what he plays basketball. But you know, like you go to the court, you yeah, got courtside seats. Exactly. You're there. You paid a lot of money for that. You know, I'm paying for Netflix every um, every month, y'all. And in this economy, okay. <laughs> and I'm sitting there and I'm ready for this because I've heard it's LeBron, it's LeBron James, and yeah. I and I've seen him on TV and I've seen his games. And I show up, motherfucker comes out, and he sits there in a chair with a bucket of chicken. Yeah. And I'm like, what happened? You know, he might get up every once in a while and like throw a fabulous shot from across the court, nail it. Then he sits down and eats more chicken. That is, um, that shouldn't have probably used chicken analogy. Now that's going to haunt me. You know what I mean? He's eating a steak. He's eating some chocolate cake. He's taking it. He's doing what he's, he's doing something I did not expect him to do. Yeah. Y'all don't come for me with a chicken comment. <laughs> not having it. <laughs> I was wondering where you're going to go with that. And now you're going <laughs> to. It's bullshit. That's not what I no. meant. Like, I'm just saying. Yeah, I, no, I get what you're I saying. I live with a man who talks about fried chicken 24 7. I'm just saying. Oh, man, why'd you mention it? Now I want fried chicken. <laughs> but no, I understand what you're saying. It's, it's a really terrible analogy because I'm not good at analogies like that. But I'm just saying, I just, that this is not what I expect out of yeah, this crew. Exactly. This crew, well, again, you know, we can talk about the problems with the latter seasons of Orange is the New Black and how uneven it's been. But when it's been in its best on Orange is the New Black is when it goes into those, those, those characters, those other characters that we cared about, those other women who have real fucking issues of women of color. You know, and it also has this thing on it that how women are incarcerated, you know, black men. Oh, my God. They, that's just that's modern slavery. The women, they're filling up the prisons, too. They got a quota with those women and they'll just nail them for nothing. Yeah. So it's like that show has so many important things to say. But like we're showing up for a wrestling show. There's women who wear costumes and they're going to come out here and throw each other around and blah, blah, blah. But that's not what your show is about. That's not what you're telling me the show is about. It's this big thing you're putting out there your trojan horse and leotards and yeah god i can't stop thinking about that chicken comment that's just gonna haunt me <laughs> no, i did I, not mean it that way yeah i yeah I, I we know what you we know what you mean Fuck. you know i ask you to talk and then i cut you off no, it's it's totally fine. It's, I feel bad. You were enjoying it, and then I came along and went. No, but see, here's that's, here's the, but see, that's the thing is, I'm trying to explain that you have a point, and I agree with that point. And now that I look at it that way, 
it it is it is very to the point where it is offensive because you have opportunities to do something and you don't and that's the worst part of it is that you have the opportunity and you don't do it and if you yeah. cuz you if you want it if you want to start that conversation otherwise you take your shit and and advertise it like it's a network show, or just go, you just don't touch that stuff. Yeah, or just don't touch it, and just let it be, you know, the stuff that people like us will never watch. I guess it could be also argued that they did do that. They did, you know, have her be, you know, nearly in a, assaulted. Well, she was assaulted. He put his face into her breast yeah. and grabbed her from behind. He did assault her, and then. Mark Marin backs her up, you know. I don't know. Does Debbie come around and see it from her side? You know, I don't know. It's complicated. I mean, we don't have to have a the more you know at the end of it, a rainbow. And maybe I didn't see it right. Maybe I didn't see it through the right filter. There's always that. You know, I'm a flawed motherfucker. Yeah, well, we're. I mean, but we're just we're used to a little bit more. I was. Um, I just had a higher expectation. Frankly. Yeah, exactly. I really did. These people are like at the top of their game, and they know how to write the hell out of some TV, and um, that's all it is. Not the end of the world. I mean, we're not going to yeah. like. And we'll, this it, is not going to make. I'm not saying that Glow is going to re. You yeah. know, ensure like <laughs> Trump 2020. Yeah. I'm not saying that. It's and, not, when, and when season three comes <laughs> out, we're going to watch season three. I want to watch every frame of season three. You know, it's yeah, this. But is, it's like the opposite of like what I'm feeling about Handmaid's Tale. I want to say this in my defense. It's like if they linger on Elizabeth Moth's face one more time, going, "This is so horrible." Like, bitch, we know. And like now, it's just torture porn every single fucking week. And I'm almost like. Not even on uh, Offred's side because I'm just like they're just making her like do the most horrible things every week, and I'm like, this is the worst. Can it get worse? Yeah, it gets worse. Yeah. And then over here, Rory, Rory's like in the worst situation. It's like we're just gonna and how horrible it is, and like and then the thing with the young lovers, and I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. And and I, I understand. It's like when Hannah Gadsby talks about tension, and I'm uncomfortable. You know, I'm sick of that too as well. Yeah. I mean, it's somebody was saying the other day, Handmaid's Tale should just be called re- Republican porn. Um, <laughs> well, no, the, the thing about, I mean, but you know, I'm, I'm over it now. Like, yeah. okay, let's, we need to see something because I, it's hard for me to watch the show in this yeah. particular era of time. You know, so my friend, my, my cousin can't watch Mr. Robot. Yeah. She's like, that's just too close. I said, and how are you watching Handmaid's Tale and feeling like that's more entertaining than Mr. <laughs> Robot? Mr. Yeah. Robot, like, yeah. Nobody's, you know, laying Elliot down between, you know, Tyrell's legs. Yeah. He's not getting it up the butt by Mr. Robot. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if that's probably not a, a good way to do that whole. But anyway, so it's like, you know, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you if you if you're going to if you're going to say something I shouldn't call her out. She's just really like, "Girl, yeah, you know, <laughs> I'm not even there. Why are you calling me out? <laughs> we'll have to have her on the show so she can defend herself and tell me to shut up." No, but you were gonna say it was just like it was it was it was disappointing. If you're gonna if if you're gonna start the conversation, do it with passion, do it enthusiastically, do it with conviction. Uh, otherwise, uh, you know, don't do it. I think they did all of those things. I think they just didn't finish. Yeah, what they started. Maybe they will. Maybe commit um, to the, the gun. Commit to the commit bit. Commit to the bit. I mean, and again, maybe we we. We still have them, though. Those people are still coming back for season three. I just felt like there were some cheap shots. And I feel like there's also maybe not enough people. 
of color in that writing room, and that's just my... And this is just our opinion from watching the show. We have no idea... Yeah, well, you know, I'm, I'm, you know what? I've already put it out there. I guess I can't yeah. backpedal. I don't mean no. I don't mean to ruin your day or be. I'm not. I'm not a, actually. If like if any of these people walked up to me and just said, "Hey," I'd be like, "I'm so sorry," and I would hug them. I mean, I'm like, I'm very Canadian about that kind of thing. You know, I'm I'm too old for like crazy brawling confrontation. I just yeah. it's poisonous. Um, and I'm sure somebody could sit down and talk me or, or a passionate viewer of glow and go, this is how you're wrong. And this is how I saw it. And I would be going, yes, of course. And yes. And nodding my head, but I'm still going to feel ultimately the way I feel. Yeah. Until season three when I'm, you know, made to feel like an asshole. <laughs> okay. Uh, Eat that Ashlyn podcast. <laughs> right. <laughs> you motherfuckers. Your shit sucks. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. I get that. All right. You guys have a lovely week. I hope you're taking care of yourself. I hope that you are not bathing yourself in the hatred and the hope we're trying to, I'm trying my best. Here's my goal. I'm trying to do. I'm trying to, I'm trying to see the other side of things, no matter what that side is. I'm trying to understand people a little bit more. It's kind of what I, my go-to is. Cause again, I'm, I'm, I've said this repeatedly on this podcast. I don't believe that standing on either side of the Twitter fence and shouting at each other is, is going to do us a whole lot. In fact, it's actually kind of growing the base. Yeah. <clears throat> um, being right on Twitter. It's polarizing. It's like farting in the wind. Yeah. Uh, and are you right? You're only right in your mind. You know, I'm not discouraging discourse. I'm just saying, don't bathe in it. So I'm trying to see. I'm trying to see other people's side. And again, you know, trying to. See, I'll go away and try to see the other side of glow. <laughs> um, try to see the other side of things. But I hope you guys are taking care of yourself and uh, not eating too much processed food. Getting up every once in a while and moving around, going outside and getting some fresh air. Getting your steps in. Getting your steps in. I don't know if I totally believe that you need to do 25,000 steps every day, but then just move your body to the hula. Watch the World Cup. Roll around on the floor like that guy who keeps falling down every time the wind blows. I don't know what his name is. Zamer? I don't know what his name is. All right. Now I've awkwardly, like, this is what happens when I get, like, impassioned about something and I'm trying to get out of the room. I feel awkward now. <laughs> So I don't know how to say goodbye. So I'll just say goodbye. 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 Peace.